Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. Wow. What a significant time we are all experiencing during and with the conclusion of the presidential race. Change is scary. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group educational resources to help reach your goals. Many studies have shown that change itself is scary. Even positive things like taking vacations are shown over and over again in studies to generate stress. In other words, even good change is stressful and change is upon us. Let's just think about the incredible amount of cultural change in America over just the last decade. We elected our first black president. We legalized same-sex marriage. Bruce Jenner became Caitlyn Jenner. Reality shows have become a new standard of television. With them comes the ability to launch rapid change, creating overnight careers that used to take years to achieve rapid change. Ashley Madison has happened. YouTube has happened. How many people do you think view YouTube every day? The answer is 4 billion, billion with a B, videos are viewed every day on YouTube. The average session, as a side note, takes 40 minutes. Once someone's on YouTube watching videos, they're there average 40 minutes. Didn't even exist years ago. Selfies. Selfies are new. A blackberry is no longer just a piece of fruit. Neither is an apple, for that matter. We have GPSs on our phones. This is good. This means I don't have to stop at gas stations anymore asking for directions. We take our shoes off at airports now for security. And the Cubs won the World Series. And now we've elected our first president from outside the political arena. Our culture of the past decade has been filled by dramatic change. Two days ago, millions of people were glued to their televisions. Each nugget of information came in, revealing history in the making. Some were stunned. Some felt deep beliefs were confirmed. 
It was huge. What now? Gratefully, our new and established leaders have set the tone. First, President-elect Donald J. Trump gave a spot-on victory speech of unity and pledged his commitment to be the president for all Americans. Then Secretary of State Hillary Clinton gave a gracious speech to her followers calling for America to have an open mind and to give our president-elect the chance to lead. Then President Barack Obama set a positive tone of healing and planning for a smooth transition of power, just as he received from the Bush family. We have brutal elections in this country, but election, positive tone set by our leaders for our nation, it makes it that much easier for us to begin as individuals to heal from the intense campaign that has rocked our country. We can even take it a step further and see the opportunities for growth as parents, educators, and as humans. Here's how we're going to do this, everybody. I've got four steps for you. First, if you want or need to vent, vent privately with someone who sees things the same way you do. Discussing your thoughts with a like-minded person provides great release. As soon as my eyes opened Wednesday morning, my husband and I went straight into our own personal post-election analysis. Then I called mom. (laughs) Venting on social media or any other public forum only stirs the pot and makes it harder for Americans as a whole to cope with change. We know that life is constantly changing. This is a given. I just listed 12 ways our culture has dramatically changed just in the last 10 years. That's in our lifetime for anyone listening to the show. Part of growing as a person requires us to accept change. Public ridicule only escalates and deepens the division between groups that have saturated our news lately. When it comes to healing a country, there are no points awarded for the most clever and most retweeted put-down. We are a country where people are free to have their own individual opinion without fear of persecution. This freedom is our American lifestyle, and it has no boundaries. The Constitution does not say the right to free speech unless it destroys someone else's self-worth or harms the healing of a nation. Without legal boundaries on our freedom of speech, it's up to us, to each one of us, to apply the decency and consideration it takes to make this work. The right to bear arms is built into our Constitution, too. Speech was not intended to be used as a weapon in conjunction with the right to bear arms. We are free to have whatever opinion we feel, but using that opinion as a weapon crosses a social boundary I think we all need to respect. Think about our military. Think about the men and women who love our country so much they risk their own lives daily 
to do what is necessary to protect the freedom of speech we all get to enjoy. These people must trust our leaders by acting on commands they may or may not make sense to them, gather to achieve a vision. If one person in the unit does not do their job, it directly affects the safety of the entire unit. It takes the full-on efforts of each serviceman and woman to achieve the greater goal. Their lives depend on it. America is the same. I think we can safely say these military men and women love truth and justice so much they are willing to risk their well-being to advance the common good. In a decade of change, we can look to them as an example of how to use bravery, intestinal fortitude, dignity, and perseverance. Let me say that word again, perseverance, to do our patriarch duty as civilians to contribute to the good of our country. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. I did a show just last July on patriotism, if someone would like to listen to that and look it up. So second thing on our list that we're going to do to heal is keep an open mind, but remember who you are, and then take action. Once you have vented with like-minded or open-minded people, it's time to take action. I want you to remember who you are and not get sucked into the negative. There's a lot of energy and intensity that has built up over the last year or so of campaigning. Take this intensity and put it to good use now. Don't let it go away until the next political race or cultural change of the decade. Take the piece of progress that means the most to you and find a way to use your energy to make a positive impact. For example, if the issue of cyberbullying strikes you, you can go to a website like deletecyberbullying.org and sign a petition, just for example. Or you could also start an awareness group or share your story to list others. These are positive ways to channel your energy. And in return, for lifting others, you're just as likely to lift yourself. So while you're keeping an open mind, take a few moments to try to understand the truth about why people who voted differently from you did so. There are many different issues that have been talked about during this campaign. There is education, trade, borders, health care, paid leave, and race, just to name some of the issues. So don't make the mistake of assuming the reasons that someone else voted the way they did is for the reasons that you voted the way you did. We don't really know which of these issues motivated people. I sincerely believe our country is predominantly made of good people 
trying to make a good decision as best they know the facts. I see a few people logging in to chat, and I really want to stick to the subject, keep moving, and not take any calls. Thank you. The third step to go to healing is to look for the learning. Life is an ongoing learning process. We have to remember that every day. Make this note for yourself. I will learn from yesterday to make today that much better. Post this reminder where you will see it every day. Constantly grow and don't let yourself slide back with pressure or hostility from others. Since America is a democracy, everyone gets a right to their own opinion. We also have the right to turn that opinion into a vote that will help shape the direction of our country. Everybody's opinion matters equally. Then, as a democracy, majority rules. In a democratic society, every adult speaks, and then we all abide by the outcome. When I was CEO of the Chamber of Commerce, the board meetings typically had about 12 people, give or take, and we knew that we had to sit around that table and everyone got to voice their opinion of whatever subject was currently on the agenda, and then a decision was made. And even if your opinion differed a little bit from someone next to you, we made a decision as a group, and that's the direction the organization was going to take, and we all had to get behind that and do it. Unless there's an issue where you're dealing with uh, um, something that goes against your moral code, that might be a different subject matter. But we knew that when we left that board meeting, we couldn't go out in the parking lot and have these little sub-parking lot meetings. That would only have wrecked the organization apart. We knew that the consensus in that room was what we all then had to adopt. Very much the same as our country. It's not a dictatorship, one person in the company telling everybody what to do, nor as it is in our country. I am so grateful that we don't live in a country where one dictator commands the lives of everyone under their rule. I also think voting is about learning. When the voices of Americans are heard by by voting, we get information about what people are thinking. We learn the priorities of others. We get a big dose of what people outside our own circle are thinking. It helps us stay united and aware of the needs of everyone. We don't all have the same needs and concerns, but we can be grateful that everyone's needs and concerns are accounted for in our democracy. Use this learning of how others think as an opportunity to expand your empathy skills. Take a moment to let the view of those who differ from you to just sink in. Try to see it from their perspective for a moment. This will broaden your own perspective making you a more aware individual. Empathy will also diffuse hostility. And empathy brings individuals closer to finding common ground. Having empathy also makes it easier to practice the art of humility. Okay, our fourth step now is to seize the teachable moment. 
You found the learning. Now spread it around. Parents are great teachers. They're primary teachers. If you are disappointed with the election outcome, this is an excellent opportunity to teach your child how to handle empathy and disappointment using the steps we've talked about here. We have setbacks and we have losses. That's part of life, but never lose sight. So if you're happy with the outcome election, then this is a great time to teach humility. If you are a professional, this is an excellent time to model the behavior you wish to see in your employees and coworkers. Company culture is made in these very moments. It can be a source of strength and an example that lifts others around you. Okay, that's the four steps, everybody. I'm going to go back and list them real quickly. First, if you want or need to vent, please vent with someone who sees things the same way you do or someone with an open mind instead of a public disruption. Second, keep an open mind, but remember who you are and take action. Third, look for the learning. And four, seize the teachable moment. Pass it on to those around you. As for myself, my prayer for weeks has been, God, you are the only one who knows what is best for our country and what we need to live in your likeness. Whichever candidate is best for our country, I pray that you use your magnificent guiding hand to make it so. This is the prayer I prayed over and over, and I was willing to accept whichever outcome I think God made to be. So I think at this point, we release and trust in his power and process. So let's all be reminded also of what we have in common. We are all citizens of this great country. We are American neighbors. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Let's focus on that. It's not about red and blue, Democratic and Republican. It's about the red, white, and blue. And remember to keep the energy of positive, positive participation alive by doing your part to build a stronger America. One state, one city, one community, one family, one individual at a time. And let us all pledge allegiance to one nation, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I love you all. That's it for tonight, folks. See you back here this same time next week. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings.